Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm so excited to be with you guys this morning. Uh, everyone got Bibles that needed one, so got that covered. If you guys could turn to Ephesians 2, that would be amazing. And um, while you guys are turning there, give some intro for this morning. So we um, just have been doing a short series of Ephesians. And um, Ephesians is the letter written to Ephesus. So Ephesus, Ephesians. So that's what it is. Makes sense. Um, The first week we talked about God as the Father. And the second week, um, Carissa talked about um, grace through faith in Jesus. And then this morning, we are going to talk about unity in Christ. So um, I didn't make a slide for that one, but there's the verse. So that's where you guys should be turning. Um, If you are there, then... Don't make a sound, actually. It's going to get wild. So um, I'll just start reading it for you. So, for he himself is our peace, who was made, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh with dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile both might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Let's pray really quick. Dear Lord, um, we just come to you right now. God, we um, are so thankful to be in this place, Lord. And we're so thankful that we get the opportunity um, to just meet as a community, Lord, and Um, yeah, just hear from you and your word. And I pray that these would um, be just that, that these would be your words and not my own, and that your spirit would be here and that we would um, just feel your peace and would feel your joy this morning in your name. Everyone said amen. Amen. So um, jumping right in, the the first point is he came to make peace and break hostility. So to look back at that verse, because I know it was kind of a large chunk Um, at 15 specifically, the end of 15. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing hostility. So the definition of hostility is um, hostile behavior, unfriendliness, or opposition. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but um, I feel like uh, there's a lot of hostility around Um, whether that's nationally or um, more on a personal level in like your schools and your your homes and things like that. So peace is something that God calls us to instead of being hostile to our brothers and sisters. Um, It's funny, Chris, I mentioned I have a twin because I was going to talk about him today anyway. So that's kind of fun. I have three siblings, actually, and Eli, my twin, being one of them. And growing up, Eli and I, actually all of our siblings, were homeschooled until high school. Um, yeah, go, go homeschoolers. Um, yeah, and honestly, 
if you're homeschooled, you can still be social. People think that you can't be, but you can. So anyway, side note. Um, so Eli and I were homeschooled, and we spent a lot of time together, like a, like literally just every day together. And this made it so we were really good at knowing how to like tick each other off. So whether that was um, Eli telling on me for not finishing my schoolwork or um, me bossing Eli around while my mom was gone, which I still do sometimes. Um, I'm working on it, though. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, but we knew exactly how to um, find the things that annoyed us about each other and then kind of just go after those. And so there's something about hostility that comes when you have siblings. Do any, how many of you guys have siblings in this room? Wow, a ton of you. Okay, great. So you know what I'm talking about. Um, and if you don't have a sibling, then I'm sure you have, like, close friends or cousins that, um, for whatever reason, we feel like when we're really close to someone that we can, like, kind of just be, like, take away our, like, kindness that we feel like we have to treat everyone else with. And so peace is something you specifically have to choose. It isn't something that um, comes easily because we're human and hostility comes easy and picking on each other comes easily. But peace is something God calls us to choose and it's a choice we have to make with those that we're around. Um, Growing up with Eli, if we decided to not pick on each other, we literally could finish our school early because it was, like, pretty much up to us, so we did whatever we wanted. So we could, like, finish it by, like, I don't know, maybe 10 was our record. And then we would have, like, all day to either, like, go to Jamba Juice or go to Sunset Athletic Club or literally just do whatever we wanted. But there were so many days we chose not to have peace between us, which then changed our whole day. It made it so we were doing school until like late into the evening. It made it so we didn't enjoy being together, but it's so much better when we choose to have that peace between us. Um, In this passage, it's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. And if Jesus wanted them to break down that barrier, then he wanted, he wants us to break down that barrier as well and, um, and become one with that person. So I challenge you today Um, to think of one person or maybe a group of people that might not, peace might not come easily for that, for that person or those people. And maybe right now you're like, oh, I have someone like that's so easy to think of. Or maybe it's going to be like today you'll think of that and, um, process that. But I challenge you to think about that and then think about a way that you can choose peace instead of hostility. So whether that is, um, and that doesn't mean that this person you have to like hang out with every day this week or like buy presents for. It just means that instead of whenever you think of that person or talk of that person, instead of speaking negative, you speak life over that person. And instead of um, thinking negative thoughts about that person, you think life over them and maybe even pray for them this week. And then that will change your whole attitude toward that person. Or maybe it's a community of people that you just don't see eye to eye with. Um, the second point we have is he came for those who are far away and close and we're near. Okay. So verse 17 is, um, and he came and preached peace to you, to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. Um, the cool thing about this is that 
The second call is to be one across nations, languages, um, cultures, across it all. So it starts in your tight-knit communities. It starts in your home, and then we get to take it across nations. Um, About three years ago, I got to go on a missions trip to um, New Delhi, India, and um, the only way to explain India is that it's literally the opposite of everything here. So there's cows and animals walking the streets. There's no real traffic laws. You kind of just go, and then if you get in an accident, they, like, argue and then get back in their cars and keep driving. It's kind of madness, but um, it's also really cool there. So um, to give you a little context of India, they have what's called the caste system there. And I think I have a little pick, Deb. It's a little triangle back there. Oh, not that one. Oh, surprise. (laughs) Okay, this one. Um, So this is what's called the caste system. And um, this is how the people are viewed there by other people. So the top is like priests, academics, things like that. And then it goes down. And then detached from this triangle altogether is what's called, they're called the untouchables. And um, these people are literally seen more as animals than as people. And so I know that might be like really hard for us to grasp the way that they treat these people, but it's really like people don't look them in the eyes and um, they're not cared for. They're not like, no one really acknowledges them as even being there. And if you see, it's even like detached from the triangle as a whole. Also, this is something that you're born into. It's not like these people chose this life, and they can't really get out of it either. So that's just a little bit of context of India. And um, while we were there, we got to work with this organization um, that goes out to the communities of the untouchables and preaches the gospel. And then you get to wash people's feet People who um, don't even get looked at by other humans. They don't get talked to by other humans. They don't even get acknowledged. And you get to take off their shoes that they've been walking forever in super dusty roads. And, um, yeah, and you get to wash their feet. And now you can put up that other picture. Um, This was when I got to wash this woman's feet. And um, something really cool is that we never exchanged one word together. But in this moment, I was able to tell her how much I loved her and how much she was seen and valued and known. And she was able to tell me that, like, she was so thankful. And this was all just literally us looking at each other and me getting to wash her feet. And this is such an example of how God calls us to be one. It's an example of us not, me not reaching down to her level. In fact, I chose to get like on her level, not reach down. And, um, and that's what God calls us to do because it's not, oh, let me help you because I have more. It's, here, let me show you that you you and I are equal. We are one and the same. We're both daughters of a king. And it's so cool to, um, yeah, it's just a really cool picture of God. And um, God doesn't, I, I pictured the gospel and like the Holy Spirit this way. Like I've gone on a couple mission trips I've gotten to go on. And I feel like our mindset is usually that we 
are taking the Holy Spirit places, but I heard someone say it a couple weeks ago. Um, he's there. Like, he's with her. He loves her. He's dwelling inside of her, and he's with her daily. But we get to go, and we get to partner with the Holy Spirit in things. So whether that's us getting to um, partner with the Thanksgiving boxes this week, whether that's us when we go to um, Portland for um, Night Strike, that which you guys just did a couple weeks ago, or um, in spring when, when we get to go um, serve Portland again for a whole week. It's the idea of partnering with him, not um, us just taking him places. So that brings me to point number three which is he came to be a dwelling place and a household. In verse 22, it says, In him you, are also, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Um, the key word there is together, that we are, um, in order for us to be the body of Christ, we have to come together to be his dwelling place. And this um, is... Also, the picture of the body of Christ. Oh, I didn't put the verse up. My bad. So in um, Romans 12, 4, I'll just read it out loud since, unless you guys can get there really quickly. Um, it's, for as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same functions. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. This picture is so cool because I don't know if you guys have ever felt like you're different than everyone in the room or if you guys have ever felt like, okay, literally no one has the same um, gifts as me. I don't even know if this is really a gift that I have because I haven't seen it modeled. Um, but we are called to be different so that we can make up the body as a whole. And um, God gave us specific gifts for us to have. And... Recently, I've had to catch myself because it's so easy, and maybe some of you guys feel the same way, to compare. And so if I, with my personal gifts, looked at Deb's gifts and was like, God, I can't sing like Deb can. I can't lead worship like Deb can. I can't play piano or guitar or all of the instruments that Deb can play. He would be like, well, yeah, because that's Deb. Like, that's not you at all. I didn't make you like that. That's not what you were made for. And, um, and then if I was looking at Deb's gifts like that, then I wouldn't even appreciate the ones that I have been given and that I have received. And also, if there was a bunch of, like, the same people, then we wouldn't be able to reach anyone. And we would just, honestly, it would be kind of boring if we all had the same things. And we wouldn't really get much done because there would be no diversity. So um, I challenge you guys today um, to also, along with reconciling and um, creating one with those around you to also um, start to surround yourself with people that um, might look different than you, might act different than you, um, but that you could become one with them in Christ. Um, if Deb wants to go ahead and the worship team to come up for closing, that would be amazing. Uh, so yeah, so just in closing, if um, we are going to get the opportunity to pray for our city and specifically your guys' communities and your families and your homes and the places that you're around daily. So um, 
once they're up here, then um, you guys will go ahead and split off into groups. And let's keep the groups like three to four, like keep them pretty small. And um, we will just be praying for those communities that you're a part of. Be praying for unity and be praying for peace and that um, hostility would just be abolished from the places that you're